Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Crystal or Cruz, so excited to have you today. I just love that I got to meet you here. It's so great when you just meet people that you just like adore, just like that. Mm-hmm. We have great energy and you're just beautiful smile and fellow athletes. So it's been an amazing time meeting you as well. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And for those of you who are just listening and not watching this on the YouTube channel, we are live from the <clears throat> Bill Walsh's Ultimate Wealth Camp in Chicago. And I was just so blessed to be able to meet Crystal Lore here. She, we, she and I were both on a panel together, which was incredible. So tell the listeners a little bit about you and, you know, your background and who you are. Yeah, so I'm a life, fitness, and business accelerator, and I'm on a mission to help empower every woman on the planet put themselves and their health first for just 34 minutes a day so we can reduce the stress and overwhelm of life and live a more fulfilling life. And I tell you what, 34 minutes, like, if you can do that, that's nothing. Yeah, so a lot of times people will say, well, I can't work out, I don't have time, I'm too tired. And what I find, I had to do the, the work right? I looked it up. How many minutes are there in a day? There's 1,440 minutes in a day. And 34 minutes is 2% of your day. 
Wow. So when you put it and you dumb it down into those numbers and you think, I can take 2% of my day, right? Because mm-hmm. whatever works, people, right? Whatever works. Yeah. And I find that if, it, if you start with the movement, right, if you start with that, then you have so much more energy to pour into the rest of your day, right? So it sounds like that's kind of been part of your routine yes. as well, right? Yes. So there's a synergy to our energy, right? How we met and just, um, so it, it works. Yeah. So everybody has a backstory and I want them to hear yours because it's not that often that I know for me, because I meet a lot of people, it's not that often that you meet women like you, especially that have devoted over 20 years of your life to the United States of America. So thank you for your service. But go ahead, you can share it with everybody. Thank you. Yes, I've been serving in the Air National Guard for over 21 years. I joined when I was two. Um, <laughs> exactly. I do have all the, the tips for the good skincare and the white teeth, all the things. That's typically the first question. <laughs> um, so I guess I like to start in the messy middle. And when I met the man of my dreams, he's also in the military. And we had two months notice and when he got orders to move away from, um, from this, the city that I grew up in. And so I was full-time in the military for almost 10 years wearing the uniform every day. And then we moved away with almost no notice. Now with a master's degree, all this experience, I just, I, I was like, I'll be fine. I'll get a job, no worries, as soon as we get there. Um, so we moved to Harrisburg, a really small town in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and moved away from my family, my friends, everything I, everything I knew. And I landed in Harrisburg, in the middle of nowhere, knowing no one, and I really had to start from scratch. And it was then that I really found an identity shift, and I was kind of going through this identity crisis. Because I would go to networking events, and people were like, what do you do? And, and then they're like, well, I just moved here. My husband, you know, got transferred here. Well, what do you do? You're just a military spouse. I'm like, it must be so hard. I'm like, well, I'm still serving. I'm in, I'm still serving. And my base is up in Niagara Falls. So I travel every three to four weeks. So no one would hire me because I had to take every Thursday and Monday it's off the every three weeks. Part. So Correct. it's not a full-time. It it's was. Not a full-time yeah, it was for about 10 years. And then when we moved away, in the Air National Guard, you serve where you live, right? So where you choose to live. Uh, my full-time position was in Niagara Falls, New York. And then so when I had to step away from that to move away, I couldn't commute every day. So I had to um, transfer to a part-time uh, position. So it landed some challenges. Um, I did get to keep going home every month, which was great. Um, but it just burned me out, really. And I tried applying for jobs. I had to take things off my resume. People were like, you're going to be too rigid. You just spent 10 years in the military. We're different. Um, So I heard it all, right? And um, my new position in the military ended up being diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant. So they sent me through almost two years of training and development and, and certifications. And so it was then in those moments where I started to learn the power of emotional intelligence and I kind of went on this really big personal growth journey. Um, and I hired a life coach uh, who certified in um, transitioning uh, services for veterans. Okay. And she asked me some powerful questions. And she started to ask, what have you been through that you can help others with? 
because it sounds like you're very heart-centered. You have these core values that you live by. You're a faith-based woman. You want to help people. You just feel this energy. And I was like, yeah. Well, I was an NFL cheerleader in 2005, and I landed myself in a wheelchair. I was in an abusive relationship, toxic relationship, not only with the man that I lived with, but with myself and my health. I was burned out. I was, you know, working full-time, going to school full-time, and then I would go to practice for four hours. Then I'd have to check in. So I was exhausted. And I certainly didn't take my, um, my nutrition seriously because I was dancing for four or five hours. You know, so I was just eating whatever. And they would feed us, you know, pizza. <laughs> you know, that wasn't like, yeah. you know, they didn't really train us on that. They taught us how to dress and how to, you know, show up in, a, in, a, in the community. But nutrition really wasn't a piece of that. However, it was a big part of our world to be fit all the time. That's right. So, um, so anyways, my body shut down. I did a runway show for Spirit Halloween store, and I wore stiletto toes, shoes, and I woke up November 1st of 2005, and I could barely walk. Wow. Yeah, so my whole body shut down. took two weeks. Um, I ended up having lockjaw for three months, and I uh, ended up in a wheelchair for six months while they tried to figure out what was wrong with me. And the doctors put me on all this medication. I had a pill box that was this big, no joke. And it had the AM, PM. I took so many supplements to offset the holes that were burning inside. Um, I had ulcers. I gained weight. I'm 4'11 and three quarters. Y'all see me sitting down. I only grow sideways when I gain weight. So <laughs> don't we wish we could gain weight and we'd get taller? I could get taller, right? right. I might be five foot someday. But, you know, in all seriousness, I, I fell into depression and um, it was a very challenging time uh, to really crawl myself out of that. I couldn't even put my feet down on the ground. <laughs> Fun fact, I can't touch the ground right now in this chair. <laughs> but it, there was a time in my life that I couldn't even put my feet down. I had to fall out of bed, crawl for a good 10 minutes before I could actually get up because I was in so much pain. And what they found was I had a really rare form of rheumatoid arthritis. And so it was in those moments back in 2005, there wasn't Dr. Google where we can just, yeah. you know, have an app and say, what's wrong with me and, and get a quick answer. I was 22 years old. I was an NFL cheerleader. I was a professional athlete and I was in shape. I wasn't young and I wasn't geriatric. So arthritis wasn't on their radar. And uh, so it took them a long time. Uh, I had to take steroid injections, endless amounts of prednisone. Anybody that's been on prednisone, it's not pretty. Um, I had to take a chemotherapy pill and that was the cocktail to be able for me to be able to walk normally. Wow. And so soon now I got out of the toxic relationship with uh, my ex at the time and I was on this medication and I ended up in the emergency room with my leg was filled with joint fluid from the top to the bottom. So when you think about having cankles, like those moms out there, like I had ankle one on, on, just, on a leg, just, just one. your whole yes. leg was like a cankle. Yes. Holy moly. Entire, like filled with joint fluid from top to bottom. Like, so it was uh, then the ER nurse who I recognized, she worked on the base in the military and because they tried to kick me out because of the medication. Wow. So um, when you, you can't have refrigerated uh, medication injections like shipped to you overseas when you're deployed, That's right? right. So it didn't match up. So they, they were like, your military career is over. And she's like, no, there's got to be another way. You're an athlete. Something doesn't make sense. And she was my angel. And her name is Rebecca, and she's incredible. We're still friends to this day. Um, she stood up and advocated for me. 
and she helped me work with my doctors to safely get off all the medication. And it took an entire year. I applied for a waiver to stay in to continue to serve. And I started running. I started walking once one light post at a time, then one stop sign, then one mile. Then I started jogging, did my first 5K, 10K, first half marathon. And I'm like, I think I can do a full marathon. And it was healing from the inside and obviously the outside as well. Um, but I learned so much about myself and my health and nutrition and understanding the body's mechanics and chemicals and nutrition and hydration and movement and mental health and physical health and how everything just interacts. And so now I've run 26 marathons in a 50-mile race, and I don't take ibuprofen to this day. Wow. How many marathons was that? 26. 26. So you... You've run 26 marathons. 26 full marathons and a 50-mile race. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I did one marathon. <laughs> Which one? Marine Corps. Oh. 2006. Okay. 2006. I did awesome. the Marine Corps marathon. It's a good one. Um, and I met all of my goals, which was to run the whole time and no walking, um, to do it in less than five hours. What was the third goal? There was another one. It's like no walking. Finish under oh the finish just to finish it yeah <clears throat> I think that was the first one I just want to finish don't it. die that's right. a good just finish good it goal. finish it without <laughs> walking and then finish it under five hours so I met all of my goals and I finished it in like four hours and like fifty four minutes or something and then I so I was going to do another marathon I was like who the heck runs for five hours who runs for five hours because I'm a slow runner so like if you can run faster and you can do it in three and three hours that's one thing but like five hours so yeah. I only just did that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's huge. That's an amazing accomplishment. It is. And, and I'm very proud of it because you know what, Crystal Or, for me, anything in my life, and I've done some really incredible things, that marathon is the one thing that I go back to when I ever doubt myself of finishing something or even starting something. I say to myself, you ran a marathon and you finished a marathon mm-hmm. and met my goals. You can do anything. You got this. It's so huge. And, and you find so much, you learn so much about yourself. Oh my gosh. Yes. Through that process. If anybody's ever been through it, it is, it's rigorous. And quite honestly, you run the marathon. You, the hardest part is the training and it's the lead up. It's the, That's right. it's the dedication. It's the grit. It's the daily grind. It's the early mornings. It's the late nights. It's trying to figure out what you're supposed to eat and when, and when you're supposed to drink and when or not to and it's a it's a combination of a combination. And I'm a marathon coach too now. So I, I take women from the start to the finish, which is such a blessing. But um, it's kind of like entrepreneurship. And so you learn so much in those dark moments, in the in the silent moments when you're out, just whether you're in the town or you know, you're trying to get some inspiration online or you're sharing your runs on social media. Um, there's just such a, a a journey that you go on in this, in this, in the training cycle. And I love to bring it back to answer your question, um, back to the messy middle. I started understanding, people we were like, why do you keep going? Why do you run? You should slow down. Your or, knees are going to hurt some. Or who are you running from? Yeah. What are you want r- running away from? Well, I'll be honest. In the beginning, I was running to escape. So, but then it wasn't until people started asking, well, why do you do it? And you should slow down. And it kept triggering me. I'm like, no, I'm not going to slow down because I literally was in a wheelchair. I know what it's like to not be able to walk. Right. I am not going to stop moving until, till 
you know, God forbid something happens, but like, I, I never want to take my health and fitness for granted ever again. Yeah. And I'm going to advocate for myself and I'm going to put myself and my health first, no matter what, um, because like our life depends on it because it does. Right? It really does. And so I started asking myself the question, why do I run? And then I did find that I was kind of escaping a lot. And, but I escaped to really learn and understand myself through the depths of all the pain. <laughs> Not every day is rainbows and butterflies, right? That's right. But it was the set, of, the set of accomplishment of the, and now that I study the brain, the brain keeps track of the times that we show up for ourselves and we do what we say we're going to do and we show up and we don't quit when it's hard. And the brain also keeps track of the times that we cancel on ourselves. So I think what we're chasing is that feeling of emotion, of accomplishment, of the brain saying, ding, there she goes again, ding, ding, she did two in a row, ding, 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 ding. We have all this string of amazing times where you could have rolled over, you could have hit the snooze button, but you didn't. And you showed up consistently and then exponentially over time, you achieve the results, which in this case, in a marathon, you have the strength and endurance and you've conditioned your body to break down and then build back up and be strong enough and healthy enough to endure that much of a rigorous activity for that long. For five hours is a long time. My 50 miler was in nine hours and eight minutes. Oh my gosh. So I had to do 30 miles, 32 miles on a Saturday, and then I would go back Sunday and do it again. And my coach, she, Liza Howard, she's an amazing ultra runner. This girl is a beast. She delivered a child and then literally like four weeks later was, um, was, lactating <laughs> and pumping <laughs> at the stops and still won the race like so this woman she just she just conditioned me and taught me so much throughout that process but and when you show up it's like it's just a victory lap yeah so anyways I started to unpeel the layers and figure out okay what were the tools how did I because I didn't always share my story and now you can't get me to shut up, but <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Uh, because I, I did realize that I needed to stand up for myself and advocate for myself and learning the tools of emotional intelligence, reflecting, setting goals, um, understanding, collecting feedback, understanding the emotions and everything that my body was going through, and then understanding how I was processing what was happening in front of me, right? And how I was connecting with uh, the race, which how I was connecting with life, with friends, with relationships. Um, I really started to unpeel <laughs> what was happening and it, I just, I fell in love with that. Now I'm like, okay, what else can I do? And so I really love to help people shorten that time period of self-doubt and overwhelm because we are our own worst critic. And so many people quit when things get hard. Right. And, you know, you spend a lot of time with yourself dissecting some of the hard things though. And there can be some lonely days and that self-sabotage can creep in, right? We're, we are so nasty to ourselves. So, we are, yes. Yeah, so I really love to just help people rewrite that story, um, set some goals, and be in a beautiful community uh, so that we can help you live a more fulfilling life. And, you know, whether it be a race, whether it be entrepreneurship, whether it be just improving the relationship with yourself in a season of change or overwhelm and stress. Um, I know entrepreneurship is like a marathon. <laughs> it's a, it's a never-ending finish. Uh, you never achieve. You're never really make it it's a constant evolution and a constant journey uh, but the feelings are the same not every day is alike not every day is great but we cannot quit and we have to show up every single day like yes. our life depends on it that's right as it does so what can you tell 
somebody who frequently gets into those places that you're trying to help your clients shorten that time? Yeah, so um, I think the first thing, because as we talked about in the beginning, that it can be so overwhelming when you take it down to 2% of your day, 34 minutes a day, um, putting yourself first for 34 minutes a day is not so overwhelming, right? You just say it like, oh, I got 34 minutes, yeah, right? And so um, what I find that is if we make it simple and we have short, small, actionable steps that we can take each day are non-negotiables, such as it's easier to add things to your diet than it is to take it away. So most clients, they're not eating enough and they're not drinking enough water. And what that that impact that it has on their mental health and their self-sabotage, right? So we start there. Add nutrition, proper nutrition, making sure we're eating enough food. A lot of women, fad diets, keto, intermittent fasting, all, they come to me, they're like, I tried everything. Why am I not seeing results? Because we don't have a long-term sustainable plan. So it's like on again, off again. And we have this yo-yo dieting. So if we were to establish a set of non-negotiables every single day that you'd be like, I can stick to this. Understanding what we, what foods are good for us, what doesn't work for us, and stay away from those, right? So adding food to make sure that we're eating enough, eating the meals that we need to to keep the metabolism down. That's number one. Number two, and I'm not a nutritionist. I, I sponsor um, flexible dieting. I eat pizza once a week and I have a six pack. So like, well, then that's okay. Like, but you right. know what? What um, I've learned is that if I don't have the indulgences that yes. I want, you're going to end up binging. So exactly. I'd rather have a bite of a piece of brownie every day yep. than not have a brownie at all. So I'd rather have just a little bit. You know, you can actually buy them. You know, you yep. do it yourself. Like whatever it is, do your portion control yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so learning about what is your portion size? What is a proper amount for my body type or for my um, for my blood type, there's a blood type that there's so much out there, right? And so what I like to do is just bring, I would say collect data, right? So we don't make any changes, just like my coach used to say, don't eat something, try something, then wait 15 minutes, because the brain is going to want to do all these things all at once. But if we just slowly one step at a time, just try something, see if it works, add something else, right? So nutrition is number one. Hydration is number two, making sure we're eating or drinking enough water, um, at least half our body weight in ounces per day. So that's a quick tip, good benchmark. Yes, you're going to go to the bathroom a lot. But the good part about that is you get more steps, so you burn more calories, and so it's a win-win. Totally. And you're conditioning your body. So, And I what people don't recognize is, like, if you're really hungry, drink 16 ounces of water, and you'll probably, it'll hold you over to your next meal. Perhaps. Have a headache? Drink a bunch of water. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the water will get rid of the headache instead yes. of popping a pill. Exactly. Yeah. Or sleep. So sleep's the next one. Yes. Making sure we have enough sleep so that we can recover our body. Um, and then movement, at least 30 minutes of movement per day so that we can, you know, really flush everything out. And all of those, you get 30 minutes of movement. You get at least six hours of sleep. Um, there's, you know, sleep is overrated. You know, no, it's it, not. You need Sleep it, is right? not overrated. No. no, you need it, and I learned that the hard way, <laughs> right? I know we haven't had much sleep this week, and I'm feeling it for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, 30 minutes of movement, sleep, hydration, 
nutrition. It's a combination of things. And so I think just having those set standards for your life, quick, you know, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to try that. Like just really, really small habits. And then they they just amplify over time. So that's really um, the first step. Um, The second piece of this is the inner critic inside of us, right? We need to be able to give ourselves credit and celebrate the things that we have accomplished and start with gratitude. So the 34-minute movement is two minutes of gratitude and goal setting in the morning. So powerful affirmations to start the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we time block the day for our priorities, such as the 30 minutes of movement. And then we take two minutes at the end of each day to bookend the day and celebrate and connect with the emotions that you had, what got in the way. So I ask myself every single day, how were my intentions? Would I fire myself today? Did I do my workout? You know, with no judgment, but just really collecting that data. And so this is a great system to hold myself accountable because it's a, especially as an entrepreneur, we run multiple businesses from my home. And I'm traveling all over the place. I'm, my bags are always packed. My husband and I, are in, uh, he's in D.C. right now. We're here in Chicago. Like being healthy and staying fit and staying active is really hard, especially when you're in an airport or, you know, or a hotel conference like this. You know, it's not always the most no. healthiest. And it's not always easy to get yourself out of bed and do the workout. Right. So um, I did develop a system and I have a planner that helps to, it helps structure this to help hold yourself accountable um so you don't need to buy my planner or fancy journal or anything but um, if you do i'd be happy to give you that information but it's uh it's just a system that you can help hold yourself accountable and feel really good about the daily actions that you are taking and if we're in that space we're not it it, hopefully those voices become louder than the negative critics of Mm. maybe the outside forces some things that have happened in the past or just that voice that inside you that says, I know I made for more, but maybe you're not there. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should just sleep in. And so we hope that with the with this constant system that you're going to achieve your goals and you're going to live a more fulfilling life. And then the last piece of this is to get in community because we can do that alone. We have to have our own reflection system. But then what's cool is when we get in community and be like, hey, did you do your workout today? You said you were going to write that book. I saw, you know, I saw it on Facebook. You just, I just did my cover at the um, rain, the Rainmakers uh, Summit a couple of days ago. I put it on the alumni thing. I just did that. Oh, did so, you? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and so did a couple of the other people that were in the group. So it's so cool to be able to like, I'm around other people that are doing the going after the scary things, and we take action, right? We write it down. We say it out loud. Like, hey, I'm going to write my next book. Okay, when are you going to do that? Well. Let's do it. Let's just create the, you know, we'll create the cover. Let's talk about it. And so community is so powerful, whether it be in fitness or entrepreneurship, um, you know, anything that you're struggling with, you know, maybe you're recovering from an illness or an injury. We we can tend to feel very alone and then we cocoon. So my hope is that, you know, yeah, you you sit with it, you heal and deal. And yes, I have energy and I'm very positive, but I process, the brain processes through Uh, and I have a 48 hour rule in my, in my, uh, in my world, my husband's an extreme introvert. And so what I found when we had conflict in our relationship, uh, we have a beautiful marriage, but, um, you know, when we have any conflict in, you know, conversation or something comes up, I recognized that he needed 48 hours 
for me, talking, I process by talking, but he processes by sitting in his moments, right, for 48 hours. He always comes back. I never have to ask him, like, hey, can we have a conversation? It's, it, I just, like clockwork. Wow. And so what I found in my communities, I build communities of incredible women going after their dreams and goals, and some of them are right here at the summit, and it's so powerful to be able to bring a team here yeah. that is cultivated through this community. But we don't go more than 48 hours without connecting with one another. Wow. So if you run a group or maybe you do this in your family or in your circle, your friend circle or masterminds, um, it's so powerful to say, you know what? I can be alone and feel and deal and kind of heal through things and just sort it out. But then we don't may- wait more than 48 hours before coming back into the group and saying, hey, I need help. Here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm going through. How can I, you know, how can I help you? Because a lot of times getting into a, a space of service can pull you out of that, or I need help and receiving that help and being able to um, just be grateful that you have a beautiful community. So that's a rule in my groups. Um, so hopefully that's a good tip for someone. That, I love it. Yeah. No, I love it. And you can apply that to so many areas of your life Absolutely. as well. So where can people find you and learn more about some of the programs that you're offering your customers and future customers. So I'm on all the socials, Crystal Laura Cruz. It's K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-O-R-E. Last name is Cruz, C-R-E-W-S. And my website is crystallauracruz.com. I'd love to have a conversation. Just connect. I am a real human um, and I value connections so much. I build communities of incredible people, just having conversations, trying to live happier and healthier. So I'd love to have a conversation. Um, I do have a free habit tracker as well to help set up a 30-day system for yourself of daily non-negotiables so you can track things off. Um, and so I'd love to offer that as a gift as well. And where can people get that? So it's crystalloracruz.com forward slash habit tracker. Okay. I'll make sure that's in the show notes yeah. so people can go there and get that habit tracker. It sounds incredible. And, and I get to cheer you on throughout the way. So you get to hear from me too. And you can book a call and we can have help Even better. Mm-hmm. Even Absolutely. better. Crystal Lore, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been just such a privilege to meet you, and I can't wait to see you at some of the uh, future events yes. now that we're a part of this, this group here together. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.